Well, good morning. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter 14. I have been excited about this series. I've been excited about uh, this series of messages. What I hope to do during this series is, is create the narrative that, that Jesus was, was doing in his time, and that is this. A parable is an earthly story with a heavenly truth. Uh, if you remember back in math class, uh, when you had uh, math class, you had what they called a parabola. A parabola is that, that curved plane that one side mirrored the other. Same word, same concept. One side is going to mirror the other. And if we're not careful, here's what we do. When we read the narrative, we see one side, but we miss the other. We read the parable, and we see the earthly story. And we see what Jesus was telling, but we miss the heavenly truth. We miss the insight into the kingdom of God. And I think that's what excites me most about this series, is because it's not just preaching the parables. It is it's providing insight into the kingdom of God. It's one of those things that, that when you read it, you go, well, I've always seen it this way. I've always seen the earthly story. And now that, you know, we've walked through it again, wow, it's, it's, it's great to see the heavenly truth. It's great to see the kingdom of God. It's great to see what, what the Lord was, was preaching and teaching. And for some of these, it turns the parable on its head. I mean, it's completely upside down. In fact, in most cases, if you read the parable and you walk away thinking, I'm supposed to be the hero of the narrative, then you probably misread the story. Uh, if you walk away and think, oh, I'm, I am the good Samaritan, the, the, the narrative is not for you to say, oh, I'm supposed to be the good Samaritan. No, the, the parable is such that you read that and you go, Jesus is clearly the good Samaritan. I'm the guy who, who, who got caught up in the wrong crowd. I'm the guy who got beat up. I'm the guy who was left for half dead. I'm the guy who needed help. That's who I am in this narrative. So as we read through these, I certainly want us to look and consider who are we in the narrative? Who are we in this parable? But very rarely are we going to be the hero of the narrative. Uh, and we can aspire to be that. We can certainly aspire to be that, but yeah, that's not the case in most instances. So here's the deal. This morning, before we jump into the parable, I want to set the scene for us. If you remember from last week, last week we introduced what I would call the burrito guy. Uh, <laughs> the burrito guy was the guy who, in the parable, or in the, in the actual situation where Jesus was teaching, it was a... It was an intense moment. They were teaching and discussing uh, things of, of grave importance. And, I mean, so important. Things, that, things like hypocrisy and dealing with hypocrisy. Things like the unpardonable sin. I mean, they were talking about deep theological subjects. And then, out of nowhere, pipes up Burrito Guy. Burrito Guy is the guy who out of nowhere, you know, it's like, I wish I had a burrito, you know, and it's like, where did this guy come from? What is he talking about? Today we're introduced to a different guy. This is not burrito guy. This is pats himself on the back guy. Nobody wants to be him either, right? You don't want to be the, you don't want to be the burrito guy who missed what the conversation was about, but you don't want to be the guy who pats himself on the back either. So that's who we're looking at today. In fact, he was so convinced of his own 
security in the ban- at the banquet table that he pronounced a blessing upon himself. Now, Jesus was invited to this house. So here's the scenario. Jesus was invited to this house. And this house was one of the rulers of the religious leaders. When we think about this party that Jesus has been invited to, it's the one where everybody who's anybody is going to be at this party. And Jesus shares a parable while he's at this party. And this parable is one about humility and not exalting yourself. It's actually after that parable that our enthusiastic pat himself on the back guy pipes up and, and, and starts to congratulate himself. So keep in mind that every parable has two stories, one that mirrors the other. It's an earthly story that mirrors a heavenly truth. So let's listen to Jesus' parable and listen for the earthly story as well as the insight into the kingdom of God. So we're going to be in Luke chapter 14. We're going to pick up at verse 15. Now, when one of those who sat at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is he who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then he, that's Jesus, said to him, A certain man gave a great supper and invited many and sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, Come, for all things are now ready. But they are all with one accord, they all with one accord began to make excuses. The first said to him, I bought a piece of ground and I must go and see it. I ask you to have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke uh, of oxen and I'm going to test them. I ask you have me excused. Still another said, I've married a wife and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and reported these things to his master. Then his master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in here the poor. Done as you have commanded, and still there is room. Then the master said to the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say to you that none of those men who were invited shall taste my supper. Now, what exactly is, is Jesus getting at? Well, let's, let's unpack it here. Key point number one. You have been invited to a meal in which all preparations have already been made. This is the best type of meal, right? When you're invited over to somebody's and you don't have to bring anything. It's not, you know, you don't have to prepare a dish ahead of time. You're not expected to bring dessert. You're not expected to bring a side dish. All you got to do is show up. Everybody else is taking care of it. Let's look back at verse 15. Here's what it says. Now, when one of these who sat at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is he who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. That's the pat on the back moment. That's the moment where the guy is saying, it's like, let's raise a toast to us, to me. Well, I'm so confident 
those of us who are going to, to eat of this bread in the kingdom of God. And then that's when Jesus shared another parable. And he says that a certain man gave a great supper. And he invited many, sent his servant at supper, and said to those who were invited, come for all things are now ready. And perhaps if, if we're just reading that surface, we could walk away with this earthly story and we could walk away and say, maybe it's about feeding the poor. You know, that we're supposed to go out and find the poor and the lame and, the, and invite them and give them a meal. We could read it and see a surface meaning and say, oh, it's about keeping commitments. Yeah, that's what it's about. It's about keeping our commitments. Some people said that they were going to be there and they didn't, they ended up, you know, making excuses. And, then, and so maybe it's all about commitments. How about this one? Because this one seems to be the most, most common church attendance. You know, go out and invite people to church and the, the, the house may be full. I would suggest to you that all those are surface readings, every one of them, that maybe there's more going on here than just feeding the poor. Maybe there's more going on here than keeping our commitments, although those are good things. Maybe it's even more than church attendance and going to church. Because I think if we look a little bit closer, then we see something about the kingdom of God and his invitation to feast with him. It was common to have a dinner party during those times to pre-invite people to let them know ahead of time, to pre-invite the guests. It allowed the host an opportunity uh, to know how many were coming and prepare food accordingly. It's the, it was the RSVP of their day. You know, hey, let us know if you're coming, please, RSVP. So Jesus was sharing this parable to a group of Jewish men who had already been invited to the banquet in the kingdom of God. And the Bible is clear that the gospel is first for the Jew and then for the Gentile. So it seems like Jesus is doing something unique here because he's speaking specifically to Jewish leaders, religious leaders, in fact. In Romans chapter 1, it says this, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek so when Jesus shares this parable, and that first invitation has already taken place, there are many people who said, yes. Let's pick back up at verse 17. And he sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, come, for all things are now ready. Everything had been taken care of. In fact, when, when Jesus invites us into a relationship with him, there's nothing that we really bring to the table other than ourselves. When Jesus invites us into a relationship with him, he can say, hey, come. Everything has been taken care of. All things are now ready. But here's the challenge for us. Many of us have heard about Jesus. We know who he is. We have been in church perhaps for, for years. Many of us maybe even have said yes to his invitation to the banquet. We even bear his name. 
and we call ourselves Christians. But our problem was not in the first invitation, but rather the second. The second invitation is where the rubber meets the road. The second invitation is the one where you actually show up. The first one was easy. The RSVP is easy. You check a box in a, in a respond envelope. You, you put it down a number of how many are coming. And then when it comes to the day to follow through, do we actually do it? That's the challenge for us. But Jesus has done all the prep work. 